Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Fantastic Minute, the only show on the internet. I'm Condra Boudreau. I'm Tyler Boudreau. Uh, yes, uh, we're Fantastic Minute, the only show on the internet that talks about anything. Uh, what is this internet? It's just this thing that people use, and we, we decided we'd make what we're going to call a podcast, and that's just a word we made up, and we're going to use this podcast to talk about our favorite film fantastic mr fox one minute at a time again i'm tyler boudreau and that's contra boudreau as you just heard what is this bit this is minute 70 we're talking about oh yeah yeah okay so yeah we've been doing our fake only show on the internet for a very long time apparently Uh, it's weird that no other show has sprung up in the last two years but this is minute 70 which begins with fox saying that's german isn't it and it ends with ash saying oh no oh no oh no which is how i feel at all times Kondra, what do you think of the minute it's an interesting one it has some very iconic moments um some iconic lines but it's oh we should also say that this is uh this is part two of us recording this episode we recorded a whole episode and it came out and, so uh, good i edited i edited about two-thirds of it and my laptop crashed and decided to delete all of it or not even delete it because i still had the file but just audacity wouldn't open it so that was fun that was a fun day the intro was called a detached for wholly different reasons <laughs> if our takes seem dry it's because this is the second time i mean i'm just cold and but detached yes. in general because i'm dead inside at this point because i'm done yes but we did have presumably a nice weekend of celebrating condra's graduation from her master's program you have now have a master's degree congratulations Thank you. all it and means is i am crippling in debt no it means that you have passed through an artificial barrier that means you are more qualified to do certain things than other people i don't necessarily agree with that because there are individuals who have more skill than me by experience alone and the fact that i have paid thousands of dollars to get a piece of paper that says i'm smart means very little but i will take that compliment and thank you and there are much larger issues in the world of academia that i do not feel up to fighting right now i agree that yes it is meaningless that's why i make the joke but also like we as a society have accepted that it has some value to it and that if we accept that you should be proud that you were able to accomplish something however random so cyclone chop Christopherson is giving Ash a karate lesson and he's teaching him the cyclone chop, which seems like a way too advanced to move for Ash, who just asked for a beginning karate Honestly, lesson. Honestly, like, where was Christopherson going with this too? Because how would Ash, in a very quick version of a karate lesson, learn what seems to be a complicated move that would hypothetically cut a, or chop a metal lock that is much larger than Ash? With his hand? I mean, we don't get a lot of information because we don't know if Christopherson knows, like, what his situation is. Like, Ash described the the crate lock situation to Christopherson. He might have just said, hey, can I... As far as we know, he just said, hey, can I have a karate lesson? And this is what Christopherson went with. So, who knows? Maybe Christopherson thought that he would go, like, he would try to chop through the plastic of the apple crates and not the the lock itself. That makes less sense. If he's chopping through the plastic, like that's interconnected and even more challenging. I don't know. I see that being a problem um, too. 
it's problematic all around because Ash says it. He says, like, yeah, I'm just going to chop this thing right off. And it's clearly meant to be like a laugh line because there's there's no way in heck that he's chopping this thing. Heckin' no. But despite that, he tries his darndest to embody Christofferson by mock meditating? Really meditating? Wait, wait, we, we, we missed the best part of the Christofferson's karate oh, lesson. that is true. The best line. The pullback. Um, Christofferson's, yes. The Christofferson's describing uh, physics slash one of those Newton's laws. The third law, every action has an equal opposite reaction. I think so. That sounds right. The thrust of that being, so Ash, or so Christofferson says it's the pullback is important. The pullback is what generates the force of the impact. Obviously a great line delivery for Christofferson. And I I think that holds true, right? Uh, we didn't even actually get into this in the uh, in the, our first time recording this episode, but yes, physically, it's the pull back that does that would generate some impact because by pulling back, you're kind of doing that Newtonian transfer like reaction yeah, transfer of energy. Yeah, it's following through on a on a baseball bat swing, but like the opposite of that. I was thinking the same thing. Like in order to do the chop, like if you just chopped and left the chop there then you're not doing anything you would either but it's hard to follow through on a chop so you need to chop and then come back because that that kind of is what does it i don't it's hard to describe physically but it does make sense scientifically and i very much related to ash when you were just trying to explain that to me because ash also glazed over entirely i don't know if he glazed Uh over he's just kind of like looking on like yeah that makes sense i understand it's somewhat evident that he doesn't really understand it's kind of back and forth Hence i would the, say yeah i'm gonna just chop this off exactly but i think wait 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 can we go back because last episode we talked about or last time we tried to record this we talked about whether or not ash was going to try to use two hands to do this chop and I think this is an important thing because when Christofferson is kind of showing him, his hands are tied together. So is he going to chop with two hands? Does that seem practical? It doesn't seem like you would gain much force from that. I don't think Ash is thinking he's going to be doing it with two hands because when he makes that like little comment about it after Christofferson's done, he only does it with one hand. And I don't think yeah. physically it would be beneficial to chop it with two hands because it would contort the body to a weird angle. Yeah. Unless you were already doing some other flipping motion or something like that. It just doesn't seem practical. And the argument I made was that in the Karate Kid Part 2, when Daniel-san chops the ice in the, the bar where they're all betting on how many th- think blocks of ice people can chop through, he's doing the the kind of meditation that he's learning where he lifts his hands up and down. But I, I didn't look it up between when we recorded this the first time and and now but i i'm still struggling to remember if he uses one hand or two hands to chop through the six blocks of ice that he's supposed to chop through i'm thinking now that it's one hand i have never seen someone do it with two so that would make no sense to do it but it seems like with two hands you would have twice as much force not really though because if you can't generate enough like more more Newton's law. You're not getting that potential energy from your backswing because you can't do a full backswing with two hands as opposed to just one. All right, we need a we need a physics expert on this I, show I have, to, to tell us. I have a couple friends that are physics. to tell us if the pull back really does generate the force of the impact. I don't know. I know some physicists, but I don't think they oh, would I come do on too. The show to talk about this one thing. 
<laughs> Why not? Okay. So yes, then Ash kind of goes back and starts like fake meditating as he has kind of observed Christopherson doing. He goes just for like five seconds. He goes, and it's a thing that he does. We we were kind of discussing like whether or not he's like how seriously yeah, he's doing just, this. It's not that he's taking meditative practice into action. He's just like, oh, I guess this is the thing I should do before I do this other thing. Like, it's not actually centering his mind or focusing his energy in one part of his body the way meditation is meant to be. Yeah, it's like when when someone, like, who doesn't, who, like, isn't really particularly Christian decides to, like, pray to Christian God. They're like, uh, I'm just gonna put my hands together and say amen, and maybe that'll help. Who knows? Yeah. But... Kylie thinks he can do it. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Kylie is looking on from afar and says, he's going to do it, which I interpreted more as, wow, he's really going to try to do this karate chop thing. No, that I sounds think Kylie's dumb. too gullible. More than, no more. <laughs> he's going to, it was, a, I got, he's going to try it, not he's going to achieve it is what I, what I interpreted from Kylie. I don't know. I think Kylie, especially in the last couple minutes, he's been quite gullible and like very innocent and malleable, which is not the right word, but we're going to go with it. He definitely is in that mindset right now that people are more powerful around him than he is. And he has a lot of faith in a lot of people right now. (laughs) Kylie thinks that people are more powerful than he is. What does that mean? (laughs) He just let Mr. Fox go be with the beagle by himself and he let Ash climb down shoelaces because he slightly aggressively said because he's little. Because he's little. uh, Kylie's not batting so hot this round. Well, no, it's not his job to do the heroic stuff. It's his job to just be there and have a credit card for when you need to break into a door. It's also his job to kind of just exposit things for the children in the audience. Uh, because after he says he's going to do it to kind of in reference to Ash, he kind of turns around and looks at Fox, who's still kind of baiting Spitz the dog, and says, I thought you're not supposed to look beagles in the eyes, which is something we, which is a refrain we heard earlier in the movie uh, and is obviously being called back to here. But it's like something that like Kylie is like an audience stand in is like, oh, I'm going to just say this so that the audience remembers the foreshadowing we did yeah. earlier. Which is fine in a kid's movie, and it's not even that heavy-handed Like as we're interpreting this as an adult movie. It's just fun to kind of call out these moments when you have an audience stand-in character. There's more to it than that, too, because even though he forgot the blueberry, he still remembered something Mr. Fox told him about beagles and, like, the importance of that. So his memory might be faulty, but it's not entirely faulty. Or, yeah, it's it's him saying, like, wow, like, I, I thought he said never look beagles in the eyes. Like, he's clearly doing something either brave or crazy by doing this. And, like, how how is Mr. Fox kind of enacting his fantastic, quote-unquote, persona by doing the thing he yeah. said not to do? And Spitz's eyes are starting to turn red in that POV kind of shot of Mr. Fox, or from Mr. Fox's point of view, looking at Spitz, where his eyes are starting to get red and, like, the audience and the looker-on is more apt to think that Mr. Fox is doing the wrong thing. It's not just Kylie saying it. Like, we can see it as an audience. Yeah, Spitz, Spitz is kind of growling more, and we can see we can see his rabies kind of, like, foaming, which is a pretty cool effect in the stop motion. There's kind of yeah. the, the bubbles forming. And so we have, 
I guess the last thing would be kind of just Ash doing his run up and trying to do the chop. The note I had written down for this is uh, Ash is racist? I had random shouting. I think there definitely is something to it that Ash is appropriating noises that he associates with certain asian languages and imitating them yeah as if he had seen some sort of kung fu movie and was like oh this is how you're supposed to sound when doing a karate attack to like exertion of energy noises like people that actually practice karate and grunting and tennis players like if you think about that like there's a difference in the kind of exclamations that people do when they're practicing these athletic feats versus Ash tumbling over and over himself and eventually bumping into Christofferson's cage because he failed so epically. Yeah, uh, Ash saying akataki wacky is not ideal. But yes, you're right. The understanding is that he's doing it. He's not heroic in this moment. It's not like we're supposed to be like, ah, yes, what a hero, Ash. As he runs up and falls over while being racist. (laughs) People can argue that this isn't really racist. It's in character. It is cultural appropriation and it is problematic. No, no. I think I think this is textbook racism, not cultural appropriation. Yeah. Cultural appropriation like, in it, a lot like of ways making fun of a language because it is taking general yes. stereotype. Well, yeah, but making fun of a language is more racist than cultural appropriation. Okay. No, no, I'm uh, I'm <laughs> not mean, arguing it or anything. Like, am I? But like, it is. Okay, no, it sounded no, like you were just is, kind of um, like. But like, it also like he is doing a fantasy version of karate and. With that comes his fantasy version of the noises they make. And it, it is in a form cultural appropriation, but in just like overarching is just a racist act. Yeah, I just I, I, I agree. But I like I just I wouldn't even give him that much credit to say it's appropriative. I just think he's being completely dismissive. Yeah, no, no. I, we don't um, need to quibble on this. We agree. I'm trying to think of how to move <laughs> uh, on this more what I was pausing for. But then Ash, in his spectacular failure, bumps into the crate and leaves Christofferson teetering on the edge. Yes, teetering is a good way to describe it because he's kind of in this scenario. If he takes a step back, he'll probably he'll step on nothing and the crate will probably fall over. I wonder what um, will happen next minute. Does he know that? Like, that's the thing. Does Christofferson know the peril he's in right now? Uh, he can probably feel himself kind of teetering, but sometimes when you get into that situation, like you take that step before you even realize that it's dangerous. You're mm-hmm. like, you, you know what I mean? Like th- there's no time to think about it because you're already falling. Yeah, that's all I've got. Uh, yeah, and then we just kind of get a, a fun shot of Ash kind of like upside down saying, oh no, oh no, yeah, like what have I, I done? Yeah, and I think something that's cool about it is that the camera turns upside down too, so it's a POV of Ash's perspective, and you, you see Chris yeah. Robertson upside down. Yeah, classic classic camera work all around here. We get kind of, because Christopherson and Ash are kind of on this table, and we kind of get the back and forth shots of like Christopherson's point of view angles. and Ash's point of view. And then we kind of get this, we get the wide angle of like both of them with Ash on the left and Christopherson on the right. And it's kind of classic Wes Anderson is only using these 90 degree axes. I would have been interested to maybe see like an overhead. I think that like we didn't get a Kylie POV. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But we do kind of look up at Kylie and then we kind of have Kylie looking down at fantastic or at Mr. Fox, who is fantastic. And it is kind of like they're all like in a line, which is kind of funny because Kylie is on a 180 
on a 180 degree swivel where in one way he's facing Ashton Christopherson and if he turns around he's facing Mr. Fox so it's kind of interesting how he literally like Wes Anderson literally set this whole thing up in one line just to keep things parallel classic classic Wes okay yeah we'll just we'll wrap wrap her up fantastic (laughs) <laughs> no, well, there's a little bit of stuff we have to do before then, Condra. So you've been listening to Minute 70 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, part two. Thanks for sticking with us all the way to the end. Twitter is where you can find us and follow us at Amateur Nerds on the Twitter sphere, or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, other podcast listening sites. Yes, we're on many of them now because we're the only podcast on the internet, so... You should you should be able to find us. Fantastic. Join us next time for minute seventy one. I've been Tyler and she's been Condra, and we hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic. <laughs>